Welcome back to Big Facts No Cap, the only podcast with blue-collar comedy and Chewbacca's armor sling. I'm your host, Phil. With me this week is guests Paul and Adrian. DJ D-Rex, drop that beat. Big Facts. No. Cap. Big Facts. No. Cap. No cap. Big Facts. No. Cap. Big Facts. No. Cap. No cap. So with me this week is guest Paul and Adrian. Thank y'all for coming by to the uh, Big Fact No Cap Studio. How are you yeah. feeling? Please don't hey, delete this audio. It's a pleasure audio. to be here, man. I'll, I'll tell you, I've, yeah. ever since, for the longest time, ever since I got famous, I knew the first place I wanted to come was Phil's studio to do uh, Big Cap That's no cool. Fact. Hey, well, uh, can leave... I just say this? Uh, longtime caller, first time listener. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, well, we have, we're not even charting in Guatemala, so we're so surprised that you <laughs> listen to this uh, Anyway, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm glad to have you guys on. It's cool. Um, it, Paul, you said the first thing you do when you get famous. Are you already famous? I'm just getting mad at y'all's podcast. I'm just playing. Hey. Bro, you should have saw y'all's faces. Y'all crazy. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> I'm so gullible. I was just easily convinced. I was like, oh, wait. I just don't like confrontation, so I wasn't going to say anything if he kept mm. going. Welcome back to Big Facts No Cap. I'm your host, Phil. With me this week, Paul and Adrian. Yo, thank y'all for coming by, for real, for real. Okay, okay, come on. We appreciate it. I know y'all can't see this audience, uh, but the visuals, but Adrian's just crying a lot right now. <laughs> um, Adrian, why are, you, why are you not talking much? Are you intimidated? Yeah. By this bald boy energy? By this BBE? <laughs> <laughs> That's true, man. I got too much hair for this shit. I, got, mm. I am too stressed to be blessed. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> we are literally too stressed by losing hair, but this is, this is the outcome of being too stressed and not thankful. Uh-oh. But yeah, thank y'all for having me on again. I'm glad I could provide my Wi-Fi so y'all could do this podcast. Anyways, Paul, how's life going? What? Life? It's all right. It's going good. Uh, single life, you know, it, it really works for me. I'm a real, you know, I'm one of the boys. Hey, yeah. hey, hey. Can, hey. Uh, you know, walk around naked all I want now, you know, classic. You classic. still live with Ben. <laughs> <laughs> Weren't you dating Ben? Was that? <laughs> no, no, uh, that's, yeah, I'm sorry to hear about your breakup. That's cool you walk around naked, though. Uh, you know, butt naked. Wait, did she live with you? Ben? Yeah. No. <laughs> Becca. No, no. She didn't live with you? You still walk around her house naked? <laughs> I, still, I still walk around. You can now walk around her house. <laughs> Outside. Single life. That's crazy, man. That sounds great. You did you try and get her to split custody of the cat with you? Did y'all take the cat to court and make the cat choose who you want to be? <laughs> and you put a little bit of catnip in your pocket so it would come to you? <laughs> No, that cat is racist. Ooh. Oh, damn. Okay, okay, not an intersectional cat. Wait, was Becca white? Of course. Okay. Well, oh, of know, course. You know Paul dating the white bitches. Not like international <laughs> racial relations. You know Paul's trying to dilute the white race as part right. of our white genocide. You know I'm trying to dilute the white race. White genocide is the first thing on my mind, first and foremost. Um, and then there's this racist cat you're trying to cancel. Mm. Come on, air it out. Mm. Talk to him. Yo, can we use any of this? I feel like we have not had conversations that flows yet. <laughs> What are you talking about? Thought you were about this cat. How do you know it's Wait, racist? I, yeah, yeah. Well, what's up with the cat? And then we'll start over. Oh, I was joking. The cat isn't racist. Mm. Uh, okay. I thought you were going to say you didn't like the cat. It's an all right cat. It seems like one of those things where that could be like a relationship thing where you're not allowed to say you don't like your partner's pets. I mean, she probably wouldn't have liked it, no. Dude, people <laughs> who don't even care about you will do that. Dude, Patrick got so mad when I told him that I thought his dog was dumb. <laughs> yeah. What are we talking about as far as uh, media roundups go? 
Will you got anything? Anything yeah. since the last time you've been on? Um. Oh wow, that's a long time frame. Because you recount the episode that Paul deleted. It's a, it's a not too much of a time frame, but the the third episode. Okay. Uh, I, I've been watching movies lately. I watched Till Death, which is on Netflix, starring Megan Fox. It's a horror movie. It was all right. It's a fun little movie. Um, then I watched Hypnotic, which is on Netflix. I think it's like number 10 on Netflix right now. Another horror movie. And it's pretty much the same exact thing where it's like the whole entire time. It's like not somebody actually running away from something, but, you know, metaphorically or in life, just running away from something. It's that the whole entire time. So if you like suspense a lot and just, oh, what's going to happen next in horror movies, then you you will like those movies. Um one thing I liked about Hypnotic, though, is that they just hyperbolize psychotherapy, like, by a thousand, by just saying, like, this therapist can go up to this girl and be like, Jessica, sleep, and then she just fall asleep. Um, so he he just controlled people's mind. Just straight, he was a Chris Angel. Uh, and it reminded me a lot when I was a kid, and I would, like, tell my brother, like, I could put him his arm in a certain lock to where he can't get it out. And then every time he would get out, I would just say, I release you. And he would get really mad. Like, you obviously weren't releasing me. You just couldn't keep it locked. And I was like, no, I released you then. But if you won't do it again, we couldn't. Um, I just did that over and over again. Um, I love so that you're that. older than you, too. I love that you were <laughs> They're both older than you. <laughs> you were pulling these mental tricks on people older than you. <laughs> I should be an MMA fighter and do that like Conor McGregor. And just he'll get more and more mad throughout the fight. <laughs> I would just like, I would try to punch him. He would duck and be like, I missed you. <laughs> I did that on purpose. <laughs> As he's pinning me down, like, I'm letting you choke me out. <laughs> uh, yeah, two two fun movies. And then last night, I started watching Free Guy with Ryan Reynolds. I didn't finish it. Mm-hmm. I'm probably going to finish it tonight. So far, it's it's like a family-friendly movie, surprisingly. I think there's I saw, some I saw it in but... theaters. Yeah, it was, uh, it was oh, whatever. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's pretty much... And then music-wise... Um, I've been. It's funny you mentioned Vince Staples because I've been uh, bumming his self-titled uh, album mm-hmm. for like months now, just back to back. It's a great album. It's called Vince Staples by Vince Staples. Fun little album. And uh, oh, and then last thing, West Side Guns, uh, uh, Side B to um, Hitler wears Hermes. Um, mm-hmm. Love Side B. I almost like it better than Side A. I think. I think most people did. Yeah. yeah. And that's about, that's about it for me. I don't really have a media roundup, but I do want to mention that this Tuesday, my Kanye West STEM player is coming in, so very oh, excited for that. Shit, I saw the great. video of that. That's so cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm pumped. Jane, you got yeah. a media roundup? I do got a media roundup. I sent this to Phil and a couple other people, and I guess, I don't know, I don't remember if I ever plugged season one, but Maddie, uh, Maddie and Benny Eat Out America season two is out right now. And they just completely dropped the pretense of being a cooking a cooking show and are now just a fucking wacky variety show. <laughs> and every single episode's a masterpiece. Go check it out. It's on YouTube. It's all free. Episodes range from like 10 minutes to 25. They got Andrew Callahan from Channel 5 on the new season. They got Diplo back on. Uh, they got the boys from Dave on there. It's, it's a fun time. It's a real fun show. And that's uh, Maddie Madison and Benny Blanco. Oh, did you watch only in theaters this week? Oh yeah, I saw uh, I saw the French Dispatch yesterday. I don't really want to talk about yeah, that on pod. Yeah, it was whatever. Sense, yeah. <laughs> yeah, let me go up my drink real quick. All right, all right. You guys get to know each other. You know how that tastes? Actually, I never had that one before. Ooh. Taste test. Adrian's Bubbly Corner ABC. It's back. It's rebranded. That's got some zing. Also, Bubbly, you guys, uh, you guys like, uh, you guys falling on some hard financial times right now, or? Yeah, what are you poor? I couldn't um, afford a Perrier or like a San Pellegrino. 
Honestly, I'm offended for Adrian as your guest. Like, this is what you're coming with? Yeah. I mean, usually have that or ahas, which are both very uh, more affordable uh, and better than St. Perrier. And um, what was it? Uh, Casablanca? Perrier what are we saying? St. Pellegrino. <laughs> I just feel like for your guests, you should have some LaCroix. You can't be giving them bubbly. Listen, for my guest... Yeah, I feel like I I'm get... at an internment camp on the border, I swear to God. <laughs> Did you not look in the like. LaCroix? <laughs> Wait, yeah, yeah. LaCroix, LaCroix's good. LaCroix's about the same. What next? You gonna, uh, you're not going to have Pop-Tarts in the morning for Adrian? You're going to give him great value tarts? Mm. You're going to no, give him I'm great gonna value I'm going to give him the strudel. toaster strudels that don't come with the icing. The mini wheats without the frosting on it. What are we talking about? Oh, blue collar. Blue yeah. collar jobs. Yeah, blue we collar. haven't made it explicit yet. That is the theme Yeah. <sighs> Which none of us work. We all work uh, white collar jobs. Yeah, mm. I, I consider podcasting a blue collar job. Mm. I'm clocking into these podcast minds every day. To be clear, blue collar does that just define uh, like laborious work and like more like getting your hands dirty, like non office work? And there's pink collar, which is like sales and uh, like people engagement jobs okay. uh, white collar is like a traditional like office job and then blue collar is uh i guess the term would be unskilled labor you know um no because plumber is skilled and that's a blue collar job but it's not something you like go to college for you, you still go, to, go to school to be a plumber yeah you still go to a trade school i think uh, well, that is but i think that is kind some of some people like go to two-year universities to be things like mechanics or like car air conditioning repairmen yeah. stuff like that yeah DJ Paul and Juicy J, are those pop collar jobs? Mm, mm, that's an interesting question. Adrian, as our resident expert who is supposed to do research on all of this? Mm, yes. Wait, uh, dogs without like leashes and their owners a little lazy on training them, are those shocked collar jobs? Mm, mm, are they employed mm. with shock collar? Okay. Whenever somebody is really good at basketball, that that's a shock collar job? <laughs> mm. Shock collar. Yeah, blue collar, I guess we all have blue. Or no, wait, we all have white collar jobs. Yeah, my mom worked a pink collar job. My dad worked a white collar job. Uh, Adrian, I guess your parents are the blue collar <laughs> parents yeah. among us. Yeah. I guess so. Wait, no, your your mom didn't work, and your dad owned a car lot. He still owns a car lot. Yeah. 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 Really? Why have I never gotten a good deal on a car from your dad, Phil? Because he doesn't have Honda Accords. Oh damn! Actually, I got my Honda Civic from. If you want a Civic, mm. Mm. if you want a car with a car phone, the Honda Civic yeah, is kind of the bubbly of cars. I, I think I'm looking for more of a Perrier. <laughs> I'm looking more for the Lacroix. Look <laughs> for the Perriers. Um, you know, there is a NASCAR driver who has Perriers logo. And though, do you want that car? Yeah, kind of. That's a sweet That's color. Pretty tight. Pretty cool, yeah. Yeah. Imagine having that down the Lexington Street. Ooh. Driving down Sunset Dude, in your Perrier. I wouldn't be with. surprised if somebody from Lexington drove that car. I mean, that would be. A- that's about as memorable as the guy who used to drive the uh, 14 carat van. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, I remember that van. You I went to somebody, tennis camp with his kids. <laughs> you know somebody ran into that 14 carat sign and the carrot fell and they had to get a new carrot? <laughs> this is the kind of news that happens in Lexington. Yeah, <laughs> Breaking the news, news, the carrot has okay, toppled. What, <laughs> what was up with 14 carat? Was that place a chain? No, it was it was a local was a like health food store. Job, yeah. I remember my mom took me there when I was a kid and we picked up something to eat and we got home and we ate it and I hated it so bad that I cried. <laughs> 
I cry. I was like, this is horrible. Uh, I went there once with, I think either you or maybe Hunter or somebody. We went and, we and got getting, raw milk. We got raw milk. Yeah. And the guy, mm-hmm. the guy was like, I was like, what's in there? And he was like, well, just some more bacteria and stuff because it's not pasteurized. And then he was like, you know, bacteria never hurt anybody. And I was like, I can think of many instances in which that is not true. <laughs> right before the pandemic started, he was like, you know, a virus has never hurt anybody. And then he was like, oh, oh. <laughs> and then immediately the uh, always sunny theme came up. <laughs> <laughs> the game gets hurt by a virus. <laughs> do, 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 do. What were we talking about? Oh, blue collar jobs. Yeah, my, dad, my parents work blue collar jobs. My dad's a plastic fabricator and my mom's a housekeeper, but not a homeowner. She is a homeowner. I don't know why you always say <laughs> she owns a home. <laughs> what do your parents do? I know your mom, did she do substitute teaching? Yeah, so wouldn't that be pink collar according to Adrian? Yeah, I think mm-hmm. so. I'm just reciting the Wikipedia page, man. It's not according to me. This isn't according to Jim. With what me did playing he do in according character. to Jim? I know he had a blues band, but I can't remember what his job was. I don't know if I ever had a blue collar job. I just did Tokyo. Girl. You know what we should do right now? We I wash cars. Play. Is that blue collar job? Phil's parents were like, "Phil, you got to go work hard to make money cutting grass," and you were like, "Who me? <laughs> you want I was about me to, to say, do what? <laughs> we should do a contest right now to see which of us has the smoothest hands." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we are really lotion. talking about something we do not I sleep know in about. gloves. <laughs> Is that the thing Aziz and Sari said in that Scrubs episode? <laughs> um, um, that's actually so resonant for me, though. I don't know about. Well, I guess yeah. For, I don't know about you guys, but literally, uh, my dad would sometimes come home and be like, "Hey, look at this huge cut I got at work," and I would just like feel his hands, and it would be like feeling like a like a a leather mitt, <laughs> like a baseball oh mitt. <laughs> And your dad was like, "I my hands look like this, so your hands can look like that. <laughs> true. That's very true. <laughs> he did that meme. He was really early on that. Yeah, blue collar job. So how do you like your white collar job? Um, I like it. You know, it, it's nice to be paid for basically doing nothing. Uh, it's kind of embarrassing how much harder people work than I do. Ain't Every time, right? you know when somebody has to come work on your place while you're at work? Do you do work from home Phil, right now, Phil? Yeah, we're exclusively. Yeah, same. And you know how embarrassing it is when somebody who does like a real day's work has to come like paint the side of like your place because your landlord like uh was like, oh, we need to get like such and such repaired. Somebody like comes I live in a brick house, but yeah. Well, well, when they come in to like repair something in the house, and it's just like everything's already fixed in my house, but yeah, I feel so acutely embarrassed of doing my (laughs) fucking computer work while they're in there doing real work. I'm like, what the fuck (laughs) am I doing? What is my life? No, 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 I gotta get that. There was one time where, like, a, a, our sink, it was linking on one side, and it's one of those sinks to where there's, like, actually two little things in it and a little wall in between them, so, like, two actual sinks and then just one faucet, um, and he was he was fixing it because one side was leaking. I just, I thought that was funny, though, because he fixed it, and, like, he pretty much just transferred the leak to the other side of the sink and said, I'll come back to fix that side. <laughs> <laughs> and he didn't come back for, like, a week, so he just didn't have to come that day. But... That's pretty dope. Oh, my God, yeah, it was crazy. What a power move. Do you own your house? Nah, nah. Uh, I, I not a landowner yet. Nah, nah. Gotta get on that, Phil. Gotta own yourself some mm-hmm. land. I know, I do, I do. Be like Jay Z out here. He almost bought his I old house. Yeah, I was thinking about buying the old house. Um, apparently, the housing market is crazy right now. So I was, we were thinking about buying it and then flipping it. Oh yeah, Zillow did a big oopsie. Well, that's and not good. Like, let a robot buy like ten thousand houses like, across. You the want to break it? <laughs> yeah, I heard about that. Um, but no, we decided to separate be like house flippers. Uh, that show, we decided to do like the tiny house nation type show and just rent this tiny ass house. It's, it's, it's a house, not tiny. tiny house. It's tiny. It's, it's cute. It's quaint. 
It's you crazy. know what I've always thought? What if they put a bunch of tiny houses together and then you just had a regular size one, but there was like doors mm. and hallways in between? That sounds whimsical. I like that. Mm-hmm. It's called a regular well, house. Put a bunch of big houses together. Mm. Mega house. What if we had tiny houses, but we just became tinier people? <laughs> what if we were homeless? A bunch of white collar boys. White collar boys. Island, Island boy. boys. White collar boys. White collar boys. I'm a white collar and I'm a boy. Shout out to uh, Tommy Donald. Um, okay, okay, costumes. y'all. Let me get us back on track. This is a bit I've been thinking of. Okay, you with okay. me here, Phil? If Adrian was in a pop band, what if it was called Hispanic at the Disco? That's a funny bit. I- I'm-, I'm listening. Okay, okay. And-, and what their hit song would be? I got, I got ho ho Home Depot for a living. Right, right. <laughs> it's pretty funny. It's, it's pretty good. <laughs> Is that a Panic at the Disco song? Okay, okay. Homes for a living. Okay. We've been going for a while, y'all. We're at 45 minutes. Do we have anything to say about blue-collar jobs, or are we that out of touch? I mean, why mm. did we pick this topic? Just because it's Jeff Foxworthy? It fits yeah. in with the third segment. Which, again, my little fun facts about Jeff Foxworthy, him and his dad were higher-ups at IBM. The dude never worked a blue-collar job in his entire life. Wasn't mm. their color, like, the, the logo blue, though? And You think that's where you got the idea from? Yeah, like, blue-collar. <laughs> um, it's all actually Larry... just like, it's things like Larry the Cable Guy's the same thing. Like, he puts on the accent. Yeah, well, Larry uh, he was the actually Cable just, Guy is really funny. He's a high up in at... Spectrum, right? <laughs> Larry Cable Guy is high up in Spectrum. <laughs> you, you could look up his Larry old Cable. comedy when he was just trying to do, like, Seinfeld. Yeah, yeah. Observational stuff. Oh, really? Yeah, it's really funny. I like his appearance in Cars, in Cars 2, and Cars 3. Ooh, his Mater. Yes. Mater. Mater. Since we've already been talking about 9-11, uh, <laughs> the common thing about Cars is because there's a TSA in the Cars universe, that means there had to be a 9-11 in the Cars universe. Mm. <laughs> well, there's also the, have you heard this good thing about, um, it's the Muppet movie where Kermit goes back in time and uh, the Twin Towers are still up because he like changes something about what he did in history and so it becomes canon that Kermit crossed 9-11. <laughs> Wait, why did the Muppet movie feel the need to acknowledge 9-11? That's crazy no no no. it's just they do a background shot of new york and then both towers are still up and i think it's one of those things where like he wishes he never existed like a um what's the christmas movie where he does that i think that's what it is is he wishes he never existed they go into the future and the twin tower the two towers are still up (laughs) paul if you uh wish you had never existed what tragedies do you think would be averted have you ever heard of this podcast big facts no cap (laughs) yeah yeah nagu nagu that's the only podcast. Ooh, with, with the with the sh- with the song uh, "I Write Sins, Not Tragedies" by Hispanic at the Disco, not uh, <laughs> not be made. <laughs> I wish I knew being the disco song so I could type in, but I don't. <laughs> I walked in with the "Haven't you ever heard of closing that goddamn door, man?" Funny. <laughs> <laughs> Hispanic at the Disco is my new favorite band. We gotta do a full, we gotta do a full cover album of all Hispanic at the Disco tracks. Oh, did you watch uh, BDG's like cover album of uh, ABBA songs, Ahaba, for Halloween? Uh, I listened to it like uh, peripherally in the background. Yeah, I skipped. I just skipped around, and then like it wasn't a thing that I was super interested in. But cool yeah, concept. it was cute. I'm I'm glad he's doing what he wants to do. Yeah. Other tragedies to avoid: uh, Titanic. Not the ship, but the movie. You know what I mean? This thing on? Uh, You guys ready to get into columns? Yeah, let's go ahead and start recording. 
Paul, you want to go first? Yeah, sure. Um, this was honestly one I was worried you were going to bring in because it's the first thing that pops up when you type in blue collar advice column. Oh, okay. I guess we didn't, uh, yeah. But I, I had a backup one in them. case it was. I decided um, not to bring in the Marxist one because I thought it'd be like a slightly funny bit for our first guest episode with a thing about communism to be Phil's episode <laughs> and not one of the other plenty of people that have asked explicitly for it. Um, but I picked a different one anyway. So oh, people have asked about that? Yeah. Every of, person uh, we bring on wants to talk about communism. All our friends are losers. <laughs> all right. Let's get into no. this column. Let's get okay. into this column. Um, so we got Caroline Hacks uh, today. Classic. She's always... You know, she's always up in here. She's, she's always hacking. She's got I'm a say, That's a great name for like a gamer or something. Caroline Hacks or like mm. a hacker. Mm. Mm. Well, she's not. It'd she be cool if she was like a stuff. famous lacrosse player and she was Caroline Lacks. She was a lumberjack. If Caroline she worked Hacks. in an office and she mostly did communications and she was Caroline Fax. Mm. If she used to sign people's yearbook with the acronym HAGS, Caroline Hacks. And if uh, she was uh, someone who ran uh, short distances for a living and she was Caroline Tracks. Adrian, what's your article? How did you vote? Wait, you know what the highlight of our first episode was? Was talking shit about people from high school. Should we just do that for a little bit and get some good stuff? <laughs> who, who would we talk shit about? Has anybody gotten arrested Claire or anything? Nice. I don't want to talk shit about her. She was a good kid. Claire was she cool. Was nice. She had a nice butt too. <laughs> Jesus, Adrian. <laughs> This isn't that type of podcast. It's not that kind um, of show. Oh, do you have crushes on any teachers in high school? Mm, no. Add the substitute, Miss L. Oof. Ooh, Smoke oh, show. I have All right. Dear Let's Carol- just say she had Dear me Caroline. <laughs> Dear Caroline. <laughs> no, from her. Well, I see, got- the thing was, though, I was really into her, but then I found out she was lesbianese. She oh, was only into girls. Please. Yo, actually, one day she gave, <laughs> she gave me ass, ASS, after school suspension. <laughs> But then she gave you a butt. <laughs> well, she's never substituted cut. at our high school. Only our middle school. <laughs> Morons. No, I had her in high school. No, you didn't. She substituted for geometry for me once. Yeah, for Miss um... Yeah, Miss Livingston. We're talking about Miss Livingston, right, Miss L? Oh, you did with No, you did What? Dear Caroline, I'm a dentist and am lucky to make really good money. My boyfriend works at a blue-collar job and makes considerably less. Which doesn't bother me. We've been dating for about a year, and I know he has a great work ethic. He is an amazingly kind man and treats me with care and respect. I've been very blessed to have him in my life, and I know he sees marriage in our future. He met my parents a few months ago. We had a lovely meal and things went well, I thought. My parents talked to me privately afterwards and made their disapproval clear. They called him immature and brought up the disparity in our salaries. I really thought they wouldn't have an issue with my boyfriend because they both come from working class backgrounds. Every time we talk, they push me to break up. I'm close with my parents and they have been my biggest champions, paying for my college and supporting me emotionally throughout dental school and setting up my practice. Cutting them out of my life would cause great emotional distress. It's really wrenching since my boyfriend thinks they like him. I can't share this with him, right? It's wearing me down. Do you think they will eventually back off seeing how happy I am? Is there anything I can do to help them accept him? Signed, Warren Down. Does she go any further than just saying he has a blue-collar job? I didn't catch if she said anything more specific. Yeah, she yeah, just said blue-collar job. 
Um, what, what do you think the funniest that... thing is that she would be leaving out? He's a strip. He's a stripper. Yeah. <laughs> She's actually she wrote Akon's song. I'm in love with the stripper. No, but uh, uh, yeah. Tell your parents that he's an actor and he's like he's playing a role of a plumber. So he's trying to get into like the acting, uh, trying to get into the character. He's method acting mm-hmm. for the past couple of months. He's been a, a plumber. Uh, and then he just keeps he's on. doing a uh, Wu Tang documentary for Hulu. So he's method man acting. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Sorry to put a stop. I bet you're gonna make. Phil, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it, it seems like her parents already have an ideal man in mind for her. Just a, a man who makes a lot of money, so that's fucked up. I don't know. Do you think they're so traditional that it can't just be that he has to have a white collar job, but he has to make more than her? Because dentists make a lot of money, dude. She's, they do. Make that a really lot narrows money. the dating pool for her. What does Mandy do? Do your parents would they have a career that they would be upset if she did? So Mandy and I, so Mandy works for a school right now, but she also works for a private practice. So she's pretty much a counselor at a school. And then she is a, uh, like a family therapist at a private practice. But okay. she also works for a couple That sounds like a very respectable, like that seems like a parent approved. Uh, nah, that sounds like I mean, your dad would be like, I don't like her getting in my head. Is she getting trying to get into my head? Is she from Hypnotic? <laughs> the number 10 movie on Netflix right now? She tells me to sleep. Am I going to sleep in my mashed potatoes? <laughs> He's always eating mashed potatoes. <laughs> I'm to do that. He's always eating mashed potatoes. But no, no. Uh, me and her make about the same amount of money. So, mm-hmm. I mean, but I, my parents, I don't think they would say anything to begin with. But one day, she's going to be making a lot more money than me. Because when she gets into her own private practice, she's going to be making boo-goos of money. I'm excited about that. Um, uh, so it's Just really, waiting for that gravy train. <laughs> yeah. It's just what her parents are going to think about me when that time comes. But Right now, what do they think about you? Um, they think I'm a very rich man. Mm. Just like her. No, uh, like Phil is very mature. He clearly works a very respectable job. I noticed that his collar is blue. Mm-hmm. Very good. No, his collar is white. <laughs> very good. When you make it as a rapper, you're going to be making all that money too, baby. Oh, that's true. That's true. When you make it as a private practice rapper. Private practice trapper. Ooh. No, when he makes it as, you know, like how she's a counselor for schools, when he makes it as a rapper for a school. When they hire him as mm, an in-house rapper. You know what it is. Uh, yeah. Blue and yellow, blue and yellow, blue, blue and yellow. yellow. Blue. <laughs> You're going to teach kids yeah, how to do a... English through the power of rap. You're going to teach them how <laughs> Shakespeare ever... was just like rappers. <laughs> did you ever uh, Did you ever meet Becca's parents? Uh, no. They live in Michigan. No. She told me once that she wouldn't be with me if I didn't make a lot of money. <laughs> Pretty cool. Dark. <laughs> did you ever meet any of your girlfriend's parents? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Were they ever like, oh, Adrian, did... no, you make good money. You make... No, I don't make good money. Oh, no, you don't. <laughs> well, I was in high school when I met my high school girlfriend. Oh, it's <laughs> <laughs> I work at the uh, at Tokyo Grill. They were like, Adrian, he's gonna make it in Hollywood one day. <laughs> he's gonna be making a lot of money. They thought you were Manny from Modern Family, so they were like, he's doing well for himself, he's treating doing our well girl right. So. <laughs> no, I think um, I think my job sounds respectable enough, but uh, I think the other part of it is, I think it comes to a surprise to people how underpaid scientists are. So I think yeah. in the most part, I could probably fake my way through any kind of like, oh, so you make good money. And then I'm just sitting here with my thrift shop pants like, yeah, Macklemore, mm. let's go thrift shopping. I need more clothes. <laughs> <laughs> like how y'all making fun of me for drinking bubbly, but y'all talking about thrift shops over here. You know what I mean, man? Y'all mm. bum ass, but it was really just him. Paul, yeah. you cool, you fresh. Phil only I like goes to shirt. Urban Outfitters. That's right. I shop at Urban. Um, Paul, I like your shirt. Visually perfect. Hell yeah, man. Describes my attitude and my latitude, you know? Oh, and your gratitude. Too blessed to be stressed, baby. Mm-hmm. Too blessed to be stressed, baby. Big facts, Harry no caps guy here. Harry Mac, yo, let's get five random words real quick off the dome. 
he doesn't do five he does three you definitely don't listen to harry mack you're right i'm not true i'm not mac head <laughs> you're not a real mac head do you think the obvious dynamic of like do you care about this more being a man or anything or do you think this would matter for them if it was uh their son dating a woman i mean it definitely falls more into like the stereotype of men are supposed to make more money so i guess it is like more old school thinking once again my ex was exactly like that she really had an attitude of like as a woman i need to look out for myself and i can't date like a broke boy or somebody who doesn't have aspirations Ooh, yeah hollering at the side of the passenger side of his best friend car trying to holler at me i think at the time it felt like it made sense to me but i think that's because i was in the relationship now i'm like jesus christ what a red flag <laughs> what a dark thing to say <laughs> to somebody hey man we're wearing rose-colored glasses all the red flags just look like flags Paul's not gonna like this. That's a BoJack Horseman quote. What was the other adjective that the parents described him as? Like, uh, not you a broke boy. Look at your shoes. Broke boy. They were just uh, quoting Princess Nokia and Cupcake, <laughs> just belittling him. What's the deal? They called him immature and brought up the disparity in our salaries. So she immature seems like I'm about to say immature. Like, where did that stem from? Yeah, it it doesn't make sense. That seems like they just said it because he makes less money. They're just like, does he work at a whoopee cushion factory? (laughs) (laughs) And right before they sat down for dinner, he put whoopee cushions in everybody's seats. Can I do my impression of a guy who has an Oprah-like show, but also loves whoopee cushions? Everybody check over your chair. (laughs) (laughs) So drop subtle hints that you don't want to be a liar, but drop subtle hints that he might be an undercover boss from the the show undercover Ooh, boss wow wow so you just gotta make it seem like like put like a camera in your house or or be like oh yeah we gotta go for the shooting next to, oh sorry i meant i gotta go to his plumbing thing you know just start dropping hints that makes it seem that way and put like a big wig and a big fake mustache on him yeah mm. <laughs> what is going on in that show who wouldn't know what their ceo looks like it seems like such like Wait, it's that makes sense to me. It's so disconnected, right? I well, I honestly, know, for most shows, you probably don't have to like hide what the CEO really looks like. There's maybe like one picture of him in like the building or something, yeah. right? Like, I think at a white collar job is different. Do you know? I know what my CEO looks like. Do you know what yours? Yes, I do know what my CEO looks like. Same here. Um, I don't think we don't have a CEO. I don't think. Uh, I don't know what the equivalent would be. A dean. The the dean of the school. I know what he looks like. Gary May. Yeah. Do you, if he came Boss. in white chick style, like doing white face, that'd be pretty hard. <laughs> he was like, oh, I'm Charlie's replacement. You're not. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that'd be pretty cool. I would have loved that. And like, because uh, uh, they did undercover boss episodes for like the show, or no, for the store Moe's where you used to work. Mm. Um, I would love it like in, a, in like a kitchen you can easily slip in. The undercover boss has stilts and he's slipping everywhere. <laughs> I like that, Paul. That's a great idea. So the idea is lie to your parents so that he seems more respectable? No, no, no. You drop subtle hints. Oh, that can be misinterpreted. That way you're free of guilt. I like that idea. Or are you just on the show Dirty Jobs? Remember that show? I feel like parents generally like me. I feel like I usually get by with the advice that probably they're going to give that's really annoying. That's like, you know, just be yourself and be a kind person. and they'll. Well, how do you know that? Because the whole point of this column is that they're nice to his face and he thinks that they like him. Because I think my girlfriend would have told me if they didn't like me. She's not telling her boyfriend in this column. Adrian, did I just blow your mind? Oh, shit. (laughs) How do you do with Mandy's parents, Phil? Oh, we do fine. Um, You sure? You sure about that? You sure they like you? They don't think think you're immature? 
I think. I mean, you and Mandy met while you guys were both working the same job, right? Right. They're so, not like, like Phil, they... Phil, Phil's trying to make it as a rapper. He's never going to make it as a rapper. We were both rappers. You're never going to be Brad Garrett. We were both rappers, and <laughs> um, I just stayed rapping, and she got a real job, so I'm still in the trap. Yeah, no, no. I, I, I just, I, when I just say I work for insurance, they're like, okay, that's a good job. But mm-hmm. I work at like the lowest part of insurance. I work for customer service, so it's really like the entry level job. And even though I have advanced in that position, I'm still in that department. So, but just saying I'm in insurance, they're I mean, usually like, oh, he sells insurance or something. He's so far down, he's basically out insurance. You know what I mean? You see, you've never lied to I'm, them. You've just subtly deceived them by saying you're. I just, straight. I just have an insurance policy. I don't have a job. <laughs> Um, yeah, flood insurance, but no, uh, yeah. So I, I think my you job is the word insurance on a cardboard box and put it around you. And you were like, I'm in insurance. <laughs> I was wearing a Halloween costume. Is, insurance things are like, if you hire us, we work for you. And he's like, I'm kind of some people's bosses actually. <laughs> 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 All right. Any advice? I mean, obvious stuff, right? Like your parents are being dicks. Maybe uh, don't invite them to Thanksgiving. Another thing I like to say about my job, though, actually, is that uh, when they ask me where we work and I say colonial life, they automatically think it's the arena that's in Columbia. And every time I have to be like, unfortunately, no, I work at the company. <laughs> I want to work at the arena. I mean, arena, that though. sounds more respectable than the arena, though, because then you'd probably be like serving hot dogs to kids for $1.50 a pop. You ever had a hot dog? You ever had a hot dog? It's general. Fuck it. Did you ask Adrian if he's ever had a hot dog? He's not that foreign. <laughs> <laughs> it's from a uh, Tyler the Creator freestyle where he asked the audience if they've ever had a hot dog. <laughs> My name is my name. Should you just start sending in your boyfriend's CV into better jobs? <laughs> For CEO of Walmart. <laughs> um, why don't you just tell, her, like, tell your boyfriend to go to the place of work that these parents work at and just say he's doing like an unpaid internship? He's not lying. So that's my, I guess my advice, for, like, I guess in real life, would just, I don't know, ignore your parents' advice and just say he's a hard worker. I kind of wish I knew what kind of job he had so I can give like a specific sentence to say. I don't think it matters to me. I don't, I don't think that really matters. Yeah. All right. Let's jump into the answer, fellas. Hey. Let's do it. Why, every time we talk, do you give them room to keep pushing? Your choices aren't limited to sit there and take it and cut them out of my life. You have agency. You have a voice. You can say, for example, if you have concerns about my boyfriend's character, then I will hear you out. Once, by the way, this is not licensed for them to carp. But if your only message is that you would choose differently for me, then you've made your point and it's no longer open for discussion. As always, these words are worthless unless you back them up. After you draw the line, you shut down their further attempts briskly and without raising your voice. Next subject. Either they pivot with you or you leave the conversation. On your own time, it might be worth exploring why your parents object so strongly and persistently that he's immature, for example. Might be something that you haven't given a proper look just because they paired it with a myopic fixation on pay. It's also possible, just a theory, they did all their scraping and spending and supporting in hopes you would move up the socioeconomic ladder to heights they felt they could never reach themselves. If so, they may, also in theory, feel, feel you're putting their gains at risk for this man. If that's accurate on both counts, then it doesn't make their position any more fair to you and your boyfriend, or any less myopic about class and human worth. Dentistry is not destiny. What your boyfriend earns now is not what he earns forever, and what people contribute is not just about what they earn, but it would explain they're pushing against their own background. Just something to put in the mix. Oh, and yes, don't tell him yet. 
give them a chance to fix it before risking a permanent break. I don't know, but at the very end, was like, don't tell them. I'll, I mean, no, okay. She said, do tell them or don't tell them. She said, don't, don't, right? Yeah. I am a little 50 50 on that. I think, like, don't tell them because I don't want to make them feel bad, but also don't tell them because I don't want to make it seem like. You agree? You agree. Yeah. It's being like, oh, my parents think you don't make a lot of money. How crazy is that? That's going to sound like she's going <laughs> to want to. My parents think you're not generous enough in bed. They said it, not me. <laughs> My parents said you should help me bring in the groceries afterwards. How do they even know that? I don't know. Um, so, I, But then I guess do tell them just to be honest and act like you're not hiding anything from them. Uh, so I'm a little 50-50 on that. Other than that, I thought that was a good answer. Yeah, good answer, Steve. I agree with I agree with Don't Tell Them. Yeah. Don't Tell Them? Don't Tell Them. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Uh, yeah, it's, it's their problem, not his. Why does he need to know? That's true. I guess if he's like straight up asked, I'm getting a weird vibe from your parents. Do they not like me? I'd probably be like, okay, time to tell them. Tell okay. them it's like a race thing then. Obfuscate. <laughs> she didn't really mention he was a different race, but I like that you assumed. Yeah. Mm. That's the real issue they have is like, I don't know if it's blue collar work to be a part of a, you know, a band, but Hispanic at the Disco is going places, all right? Just because it's small right now doesn't mean it's not going to make it big. <laughs> Alrighty, Adrian, what did you bring in today? Oh, Phil's got some ideas. Oh, no, yeah, I was going to ask, Paul, if you were in her shoes, let's say you brought a girl home. He'd say, ouchie, these are too small for me. <laughs> After I, I said that. You, so. <laughs> <laughs> After you say, well, Phil's dick is huge. <laughs> these shoes are way too big for me. Um, maybe they both go on like two feet. Is that how you do it? Uh, but would you, if you took a girl home and she was like a broke ass girl, right? Mm. B-A-G. And your parents were like, She's too broke, Paul. Get a new girl. If your girlfriend noticed that she was getting a weird energy from your parents, what would you tell her? I'd be like, because they're foreign, you're getting a weird energy from them because they have an accent? What the fuck? Okay? Yeah. Oh, nice. So, so you'll her. gaslight her to... Yeah. I like it. I like mm-hmm. it. That's cool. Yeah. I'm a cool dude, Phil. Pick up those sunglasses in the back. Put those on real quick because you're a cool cat. So in classic Adrian fashion, I uh, went a little sideways with the the, uh, theme of Runo. I decided that, you know, blue collar, in the same way that we didn't have a strict definition of it, I think most people don't, there's kind of a general sense of it. And some people kind of identify with blue collar as a general, like, ambiance and feeling more than like, you know, whether or not your actual job fits the description or not. So I'm just going to do something, I have a column that's just kind of about the general idea of feeling like you are a blue collar person of a blue collar background. So this one is from the Daily Republic. This is da- uh, Dear Annie Lane. It's I'm worried that I will lose my Texas roots at an Ivy League school. Dear Annie, I just graduated from high school in Texas and will be heading to an Ivy League university in a couple of weeks. I graduated as one of the top students in my class. I'm also pretty popular. I was captain of the cheerleading team and I dated the starting quarterback. Most of my friends are quintessentially Texan. They play football, cheer, Talk about football, hunt, watch football, attend debutante balls, and coach football. We are straight out of Friday Night Lights. I absolutely love Texas. However, I also love the fact that I'm getting out of this town. I love that I will be surrounded by people who are as interested in their schoolwork as I am. I cannot wait to meet my roommate. I am so excited to live on the East Coast. But I'm also nervous about changing too much at school, losing what makes me Texan. I want to maintain my Texan roots but explore the world and learn from other cultures. How do I balance embracing new things while staying true to my roots? From Prom Queen. Paul, how do you make sure you don't mess with Texas? 
All right. The night before the big game, get yourself a big bonfire. You know, it's senior year. Um, first game of the season, you get yourself a big bonfire. Um, everybody's hanging out. You're talking about how when your best friend, who's the uh, head quarterback for the team, when he makes it to the NFL, how he's going to use that money to buy y'all a big ranch and the life y'all are going to live together. You crack open a beer and you say Texas forever and you clink it. Um, that may be the opening scene to the first episode of Friday Night Lights, which she referenced, but <laughs> <laughs> if I know anything based off of that show, it works out. I mean, he do- your best friend does get disabled the next day in the opening game of the season and then can't go Oof. to the NFL. It loses Ooh. all his career prospects. Is that what that show's about? Yeah. <laughs> that sounds sad. Phil, can you just do the first episode of Friday instead? Oh, that'd be cool. Like <laughs> that. I would say, like, okay, everything's bigger in Texas, okay? okay? Including the memories of the roads that you will only find at one place. That is Texas Roadhouse, honey. So you're going to go down the interstate <laughs> you of your Harvard out, University. Get you're going to go to Texas 20. Roadhouse, party of one, and it's going to be a great party. So you can get some roads. Um, yeah, I would just say uh, the food, right? Food can bring back so many memories of a place. So mm. I would say just... Texas toast. Texas toast. Mm. You get that at your local bilo. Get yeah. out of here. Mm. What is Wait. Texas ghost? It's just it's just, that's just garlic bread. What the fuck you just say? <laughs> <laughs> I think the difference is that garlic bread usually uses a baguette, where Texas toast is almost always like uh, square sandwich. No, bread. Dracula is allergic to garlic bread, but he can eat Texas toast. <laughs> yeah, I think food can bring back a lot of memories of where you're from. If she's not going with any friends, that, that's tough. Because I better say, like, when I went to college, I had all my friends from across the street come with me. <laughs> yeah, I was going right to say, Phil, I, when you moved from Lexington to Columbia, South <laughs> Columbia. Carolina, when you made that 40-minute Everybody, drive, how did you make sure not to yeah. lose your authentic Lexington personality? I mean, Paul, how did you keep your roots in Clemson? Oh, man. I couldn't. I lost I lost a Lexington draw. I lost that. And you became a Clemson boy. <laughs> Clemson boy. How did you keep your DVD copy of Roots when you went to Clemson? Did you bring it with you? <laughs> I just keep all your records from the Roots. <laughs> no, you see, that's when I was moving to my digital collection on iTunes. Oh, mm. college boy showing off here. Mm-hmm. I went to Clemson. I went to Clemson. At USC, we were still like, what are moving pictures? Do, th- is that, do they take my soul? Are there little people in the box? I'm so confused. I go to USC. <laughs> What are the little things with the people moving the box? I've always been confused by that. <laughs> Man, who knows? They don't tell us. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's some Epstein shit. Um, uh, yeah, it, it's, this seems like a very uh, first-class problem to be like, when I go to this Ivy League school, <laughs> how am I not going to forget about this racist state that I'm from? Like, I know. This, I not, mean, she's not talking about the racism. She's talking about cheerleading, hunting, fishing, um, football, watching uh, football, football, coaching football. Dating the star quarterback, who I'm assuming football. is a liberal and a great guy. Yeah. Um, exactly. So, I mean... How's she going to do that at Cornell? That's true. I just assumed she went to the worst Ivy. <laughs> or she go to a nursing school, an IV school. <laughs> She's <laughs> a phlebotomist. <laughs> um, yeah, no, this seems like a humble brag of a question, right? This isn't a real problem. Like, uh, don't forget your roots. I don't know. Call your mama every week. Like, talk to her. It'll be yeah. fine. <laughs> What, what does she think she's going to forget? Like, she's going to go up north and come back, like, sipping tea with her pinky up or something? Like, what does she think? That know? is one of those things, though. That seems like one of those things, right? Where they go to Texas. Like, I would see this more if she got into, like, UCLA, where she's like, I'm going to come back like a hippie-ass, granola, liberal, burrito-eating mm. motherfucker. But if you're worried about that, then you just won't change your personality. Like, you'll be fine. People will think it's charming that you got a southern draw. Like, you'll be good. 
Mm, that's true. Yeah, it's a very privileged question, so I don't want to give her advice. Yeah, no, I don't like this lady. She could get into an Ivy just from being a good student. She could be from a working class family. You're, uh, well, yeah, that's true. That's true. I mean, I thought Ivy League schools, though, you just have to have money to get in, as well as, well as like, intelligence, but mostly just money. If you don't have money, you have to be like, oh, I was president of, like, these clubs and the top student at my school and stuff. Of the United States of America, but, ever heard of it? Like Adrian said, if it's Cornell, it's a little bit easier. <laughs> Shout out to Carter and Cam. I'm sorry, guys. I know one of you listens. <laughs> oh, you have some friends who went to Cornell? Yeah. Shout out to Thrishti. I know you don't listen, so it's okay for me to make fun of your alma mater. Mm. I was going to say, uh, if I thought of this question earlier, I would have texted my friend Kelly because she is from Texas, and after her PhD, she's postdocing at Dartmouth now. I don't know where she did her undergrad. Adrian, how did you keep your South Carolina panache when you went to uh, California? Uh, I didn't. I uh, dyed my hair and became gay. Mm. I was like, there's only two types of people here, fruits and nuts. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, I don't know. Actually, that's a good point. I guess if you want to keep your Texas roots... Talk to everybody about how the beer in Texas is better and the food in Texas is better and the barbecue in Texas is better and how it's more fun being in Texas and how your friends in Texas are better than the friends you have at Cornell. The Ivy League schools in Texas are better than the Ivy League schools at Cornell. Uh, That's what I did. I just constantly talked about how much I liked the South better than Northern California. (laughs) That was your mistake being a no-cal, not so-cal. Well, hey, man, I applied to UCLA. I didn't get in. Ah, damn. So I never got to do my dream of being a, uh, mm. my idea was to be a graduate student by day, stand-up comedian by night. <laughs> Paul, how do you keep your uh, South Carolina roots in North Carolina? Brother, you can't. You eating that vinegar barbecue? Do you just flip your compass upside down? Adrian, I would never touch vinegar barbecue. <laughs> you're right. I mean, if you flip your compass upside down, <laughs> you're the more southern state again. <laughs> Um, yeah, I would never touch vinegar barbecue. They can go fuck themselves. Yeah. Do y'all have southern food in North Carolina? No. I mean, they think they do. No. Oh, wow. Shots fired. You can't go out on these streets anymore, Paul. (laughs) Damn. Yeah, the baby will come for me. He knows I'm (laughs) co-hosting with a gay dude. Um. Have you ever (laughs) (laughs) seen... He's like, I agree with you completely on the southern food thing. (laughs) Did you guys see that headline that was like "Gay community forgives the baby"? <laughs> it's like they tweeted something about it. It was like, as a whole, the community has come together. Gay community so, has forgiven the baby. It was one like gay yeah. activist group put out some statement that they were like, "We spoke with him. He's all right." And then every hip hop okay. journalist released an article that was like, "Gay community forgives the baby." Finger on the baby. I saw that headline from like some Instagram account, and like the caption was like, "They forgive the baby thoughts," and they did like the little eyes emoji. <laughs> this is so like unprofessionally written. <laughs> it's not real at all. What y'all think about this though? <laughs> I hate it. Ugh. Yeah. Do you wanna? Do you wanna? Uh, uh, what's the word? Um, pile on this person more about how they're uh, gonna lose all of the roots of being racist from being from Texas. Yeah, I think she should bring a little bit of Texas with her. So she should bring, um, you know, like she should have one of her friends say the N-word into like a microphone, record it, and then she could just play it when she, like, you know, mm. in her room. Mm. And she can hear it and be like, ah, like it'll be the soothing sounds of Texas rolling over her. Oh, uh, do virtual school. Uh, <laughs> live in Texas. That's a good, that's actually one of the most like 
practical suggestions yeah. we've had so far. Can you do online school for like Ivy League schools? Well, no, you see, I mean, maybe I'm being the negative Nancy here, but the problem is that she both wants to feel like a down home, like a down home authentic person, and she wants to feel better and smugger than everybody she lives with. And yeah. that's what the actual mm. conflict is here. She doesn't really care about losing her Texas personality or something. It, like, you can tell from the way it's written, it's like a humble brag about how, and she clearly thinks she's better than these people, but she also wants to, like, be one of those people that in old age, like, still pretends like she has some sort of, like, authentic uh, credentials for being from Texas. She almost yeah, certainly yeah. does that thing that the girl at the Booksmart does. Or she's like, I'm going to, uh, I'll be in Connecticut next year or whatever. And like, he's, he's the guy's like, you can just say Yale. We all know you got into Yale. <laughs> or wherever that is. Um, yeah, exactly. It's, I just like, it's like, what this girl seems like to me, Adrian, is like, if you went to California and immediately introduced yourself as like the Southern boy to everybody, it would just be really authentic. It's like, Adrian was not Southern in South Carolina. She, she knows she's going to mm-hmm. go on to be like some, successful semi-politician and she's already trying to build her brand as like i kept my southern oh it's like that thing where uh, for a long time it was really important for a presidential candidate to talk about being born in a log cabin yeah as part of like their authenticity rating exactly (laughs) i feel like she's already trying to build her brand Mm. is the vibe i'm getting i don't think she actually cares i don't think this is actually emotionally turmoil term emotionally difficult for her She's just a Texas boy. <laughs> <laughs> to summarize, I think my best advice is to go find a Texas roadhouse or do virtual school. Or I think your food thing was probably pretty spot on. If she doesn't know how to make one of like the signature recipes from wherever she is, you can't expect any restaurants in the Northeast to do it well. So learn how to learn mm. your like two favorite dishes and learn how to make them well. Yep, and also what Paul was saying about like. Uh, that she, she may, I mean, disrespect or respectfully, so respectfully, respectfully. Um, she may just be trying to have a personality in a different state. So if she wants to be like the Texan person, you yeah. know, if she learns how to cook some Texan stuff, then that will kind of more establish her personality. Exactly. Really. She needs to buy herself some cowboy yeah. boots, a cowboy hat, and learn to cook one or two meals. Texas toast. Make sure to throw in a couple like Texas slang words. You know, you say trill, not Big Ill. Texas cinnamon bun. That sort of thing. <laughs> Yeah, make sure to chop and screw all of your uh, vocals. <laughs> <laughs> and then she'll have her Texas personality that she clearly wants to be identified mm-hmm. as up north. It'll be all good. No, in uh, the tagline thing, go to Portland. Keep Portland weird. And, and, and Do virtual school from Portland, but you're going... <laughs> you're virtual <laughs> school with Cornell, but you're, you live in Portland. I don't see a flaw in this plan. I would say, yeah, and then also just be one of those people that's like really into country music, where like obviously everyone there is going to hate it, and you're going to be like... <laughs> Sorry, I'm just a country girl. And and make sure to never date anybody else so you can always say all my exes live in Texas, you know? But <laughs> Oh, that's yeah. it. That's right there. <laughs> Let's start from when Paul said that. And then make sure that you only watch porn from Alexis, Texas. Oh! <laughs> but actually don't watch any because then you're a low value female. And make sure to only watch the chap listen to the Chapo episodes with Virgil, Texas. <laughs> that's a deep cut. <laughs> Also, don't because he's canceled now. <laughs> <laughs> also, don't because he's canceled now. <laughs> also, mispronounce the plural version of like a text, like a text message, as like Texas. Can we start from right there? Start a podcast from right there. Whenever you're in Cornell and people say, "Let's go out for Mexican food," you go, "Wait, 
Mexican food. I don't like that. Tex-Mex? Are you talking about Tex-Mex? Tex-Mex, yeah. Let's go get Tex-Mex. Also, that's another good one from my California days is anytime someone talks about a southern restaurant near where you're at, just make sure to shit on it no matter what. It's the same thing my parents do with like Mexican food and like Latino food here. Yeah. It's like no matter how good it is, you got to be like, nah, this shit sucks, man. You haven't had the real version <laughs> yeah, of Yeah, if anybody mm-hmm. ever is like, I know you're from Texas, so I want to do something special for our first date, so I took you to a Texas restaurant. As soon as you get there, you're just always, everything you got to scoff at and be like, that's not right. That's not authentic. This tastes gross. All right. You guys ready for the answer? Mm-hmm. Dear prom queen. Something tells me you couldn't shake your Lone Star ways even if you wanted to. And why would you? Whatever the stereotypes of Ivy Leagues may be, I guarantee you won't be washed away in a sea of argyle or come home during fall break talking like a Kennedy. The key is never to be embarrassed about who you are, while also being open to learning new things and yes, maybe even changing a little. In the end, you can take the girl out of Texas, but heaven help the fool who tries to take the Texas out of the girl. All right, she had fun with that one. Yeah. She was like, all right, I'm going to phone it in today at work. <laughs> <laughs> voice to text this bitch ass. Isn't it crazy how much more effort we put into answering all of these questions than any of the advice columnists we read? I mean, did we? <laughs> I think <laughs> yeah, she was just like, sharpen the spurs in your boots, honey, because you're going to Cornell University. <laughs> you just closed her laptop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, great answer. Great answer. Great answer. Mm-hmm. Well, I like that she made it sound a lot more like delightful and goofy. Like there's going to be a sitcom about this, about her like showing up to her dorm and being like, "Where's my pony? All I know is Texas, where we're riding horses." And be like, "You might have to change a little, but she's going to learn a lot <laughs> from along the way." <laughs> what What are these electric horses y'all take fr- from place to place around here? This ain't like Texas. It's going to be a fish out of water story. <laughs> I'm absolutely going to love that theme song where it's like <laughs> her learning how to use a fork and then her teaching them how to like line dance. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just a montage of scenes. <laughs> and then it's it cuts to be- a scene like her filing taxes. <laughs> it cuts <laughs> to a scene of them riding a horse. <laughs> and there's going to be a They're moment. All at once. There's going to be a moment where she realizes if she's not that different when she goes on a date with a guy and he's Jewish but he gets like a really authentic brisket and she's like I know about this we got this back home too (laughs) why are you using them big words (laughs) and then there's gonna be the scene where like she's learning to light a joint from one of her friends and it's gonna be her lighting a cross on someone's lawn (laughs) teaching them how to do that Right, like she's like at a funeral up there, and they're like shooting those rifles in the air. She throws up a skeet or whatever those things are called. She's like, I know about that. <laughs> I want to do. Is it a skeet, a skeet shooter? What yeah. Those little plates that you shoot in there. <laughs> they go to the zoo and see a bull, and she's like, "Oh, I won't mind riding that for a minute." And she hops over the gate, like, "No, no." <laughs> It was like, it's like a pit bull. It's like, it's not the same, Becky. Why is There's that a fashion same? montage where they're trying to get her to dress different, but she keeps like making like all the shoes into boots somehow. <laughs> like she's like, I just don't get it. She's untying long sleeve shirts into little crop tops. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, no, oh, that's, that's a, a good blouse. scene. She's going into the chemistry lab and she has the uh, <laughs> the lab coat tied off in the middle. Her clothes toed shoes for chemistry labs are just boots. <laughs> Um, yeah, it seems like a fun sitcom. It seems, if anything, that's a fun sitcom. It's gonna be a great fish out of water story. It's gonna be adorable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What's that? You're sick? You got a little horse? No, I'm saying I got a little horse and I brought it with me. <laughs> <laughs> that's a 30 minute episode right there. <laughs> Becky, we're on the third floor. How are we getting this horse down? I do like her name is Becky. <laughs> this is like a Texas thing. 
the first day of class, she shows up without a laptop, but with her lasso instead. Cornell Connie, that's the name of the show. Cornell Connie. Mm. Dude, the episode where she shoots the bear mascot because she thinks it's a real bear. <laughs> She's like, I'll handle this one. <laughs> you go on, get, get, go on, get. <laughs> Connie, we should have never got you to season pass. You've been doing this every game. <laughs> Connie, why don't we get you floor seats to this <laughs> basketball season? Oh my god. It was coming right at me. <laughs> Y'all, this is the best thing we've done the whole episode. <laughs> yeah, this is so good. So we're making this to a cartoon, right? <laughs> Pitching this Netflix. This would be a good adult swim show. <laughs> oh my god. All right. Well, good answer, Steve. Good uh, luck getting that degree in marketing, Becky. All right. Y'all want to get into this third seggy? Let's get into this third seggy on the reggae, Brick. Ooh, okay, okay, okay. Sheesh. Sheesh. The third seggy is Are You Smarter Than Jeff Foxworthy, who is our favorite blue-collar comedian. I bought this ebook from Jeff Foxworthy, and it's called The Redneck Dictionary. How much did you drop on that? I dropped, I think, nine ninety nine. Uh, put it on. Put it on the Big Facts No Cap credit card. We'll reimburse you for that. Okay, thank you. Um, no such thing as a free lunch. Hey. Also, if you guys want, you can get twenty percent off the book with Big Facts No Cap uh, code on Amazon. They actually up the price if you put that. Don't put that code in. <laughs> they they know you're a city slicker, so they make you pay more. Yeah, you want to put it in the code Island Boy. <laughs> <laughs> um. So I bought this ebook though. It's called the Redneck Dictionary. And an example of what Jeff Fox really does in this is uh, he'll take the word cardigan, for example, and he'll put his own definition to it, trying to make it sound like it's a completely different phrase or word and how a redneck would use it. Or pretty much what a redneck think the word cardigan is. So for cardigan, he puts uh, repeated action upon using a small rectangular piece of cardboard adorned with a rank and suits. An example, something's fishy with this deck. Because you just played the same card again. <laughs> the Redneck Dictionary. Um, so the that defi- was hard to parse out until he used the example. Yeah, the defi- <laughs> it's like a really bad setup, and then he just kills it with the punchline. <laughs> but the setup is always like the most like very specific definition. It's incredibly convoluted. So, for the first five rounds of this game, uh, y'all be facing each other. Y'all are not on teams, unfortunately. Oh, shit. I'm going to give you each a separate word, and you have to tell me how Jeff Foxworthy used it. You get it right, mm-hmm. you get a point. Um, so how many do we have? What we, can we steal? Like if Adrian gets his wrong, can I guess and steal that point? Yep, yep. You can do steals. Um, so, but I'll ask you one at a time. So, uh, yeah, if you get it wrong, yeah, or he gets it wrong, vice versa, I'll give it mm-hmm. to the other player okay. to steal. And y'all have five separate words each for this first uh, five rounds, and then for the next so the first se- of five rounds. Yeah, so y'all each have five different words. Okay. And then we have a second half, which will shake things up a little bit. You know what oh, I mean? Shit. Okay. Shake, shake, shake it up uh, and make it. I try to do it as in like easy, medium, difficult, expert, and then just for so Jeff Foxworthy. Trivia. <laughs> trivia, pretty much. Okay. Um, so for the easy sure. round, Adrian, you're going to go first. Okay. And the word is Alaska. Alaska? Alaska. Oh, that's easy. That's uh. When your kid comes up to you and is like, hey, uh, does mom, is mom able to take me to school tomorrow? Then you say, oh, Alaska. 
So you're saying it's I'll ask and then like her and yeah. then just kind of like a soft R at the end, like I'll yeah. ask her. Paul, you got a chance to steal. I think similar, but it's you. I'll ask you. Like, I'll ask you. Wow, nobody got that one right. It's, That's the uh, easy category. Sure. I'll ask A. So it's like, if I want to know where to find a polar bear, I'll ask a guy who lives there. And polar bear? If I want to know... <laughs> Is this like if you need legal advice, I'll oh, ask who, a lawyer? Who lives here? Who lives here? Yeah. Oh. So if I want to know where to find a polar bear, I'll ask a guy who lives here. I'm assuming he's in Alaska for that quote, so it's A. Um, so none of y'all have got that right, Paul. She. Pretty easy one for you, Paul. Um, the word is cantaloupe. It's whenever, some, like, your daddy is like, you can't get married to that man. You cantaloupe. Ding, ding, ding. First point. Um, the expressed inability to marry in secrets. The quote that Jeff Foxworthy gives is, my daddy wants a tr- traditional marriage, honey, so I cantaloupe. Good job, Paul. Mm-hmm. Adrian, mm-hmm. the medium difficulty for you. Constabulary. Say that again. Constabulary. I'll, I'll spell it out soon. Okay. C. Country of origin. Um, where were Jeff Fox really from? Texas State. <laughs> state of Texas. Uh, God's country. C O N S T A B U L A. R Y constabulary. Oh, that's easy. So that's when you get into you get a, a couple a couple too many more drinks than you should have, and you get into a feud and a heated argument with your friend Larry, and you have a knife because you're cooking steak and cutting it up, and you're like, "I'll constabulary." You don't get that question right, Paul. Do you want to steal for yeah, regular uh, points? It, it can. Like I can. Like if, if you're pissed off at Larry, you're like, "I constabulary." So again, it's spelled C O N. Con, like, oh, it's a con to stab you. It's a bad thing. Use it in a sentence. Con stab you, Larry. It's a con to stab you, Larry. Okay. So no points again. I feel it's... like I'm getting the harder ones each round. I don't know. <laughs> We're only a medium. Y'all ain't wear real fox heads. Y'all ain't real, uh, real blue collar comic boys. Okay. Constabulary. The capability of a convicted criminal to use a sharpened object to wound the flesh of a person named Lawrence. You can't work at the prison if you keep letting some constabulary. Uh, okay. uh, really quick. I, should, should wait, wait, are you saying Jeff Foxworthy has bars? Because you're correct. <laughs> you can fight bonus points. For that. <laughs> That's what you're going to say. I have a couple things to ask. One, should we have talked in the beginning about how we feel about the Blue Comedy Tour? And like Jeff Foxworthy and all the other people? Um, Is there anything I'm- in there? I, I don't really know too much about them. I've never been a big fan. Um, I know Jeff Foxworthy is very Christian when I was looking he, up this he stuff. He hosted a, a whole game show about just Bible trivia. Did he really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh. Who's your Mount Rushmore of uh, blue-collar comedy? Tour? There's only four. I mean, there's only like five of them. It's like Jeff Foxworthy, Larry the Cable Guy, Ron White, and who else? And uh, is there one other guy, very forgettable guy? No, not, not, not. I was going to say Ron Perlman, but that's Ron White. I mentioned Ron White. Um, yeah, Tater He's salad. like the one who's like smoking a cigar and got a whiskey. He's like the sophisticated blue collar guy. He's the one where one of uh, my teachers in high school let me know that she went to go see him live and uh, he got too drunk to finish the show because he just sips whiskey the entire show. <laughs> Such a fun job. I want to be Rod White. Mm-hmm. His comedy's no good, but. What? Call me Tater Salad? Oh, Bill Ingvall. How did I forget Bill Ingvall? Oh, oh Bill Ingvall. I actually watched his show yeah, for, yeah, yeah. for a hot second on TBS. He has a little something going on. All right, so what's my word? What's my word? 
All yeah, right, what's his right. way easier word? Okay, Paul. Medium difficulty. Second word. Here we go. I'm going to spell it, then I'm going to say it. F-I-L-I-G-R-E-E-D. Filigreed. It's like uh, when you're filling up your car with like that grade of oil, so it's like, you can't put that cheap oil in my car. You got to fill it with grade A uh, motor oil. So just like the last definition, you're, separ- you're putting more words into the word. <laughs> just only use the word in your example. <laughs> that might help you a little bit. That's fast. That's, 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 that's mine now, right? Yeah, it's fast. I had to count that wrong. I'm sorry. I mean, obviously... This I like the guess, though. I did like that answer. It's obviously fun. when you're doing a podcast with your boy, Philip, and he agrees with everything you said, and so you say, Phil agreed. Mmm. Ding, ding, ding. Adrian has stolen a point, and he's on the board now. Damn it. All right. Adrian, this is your word now. And you're going to like this one if you get it right. It's my favorite one, actually, out of the whole bunch. The word is spelled F-O-R-T-U-I-T-O-U-S. Fortuitous. 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 Oh, oh, this is when you, um, okay. So whenever you make a reservation at a restaurant and someone calls out like table for two and you say for two, it us. That's a good one. I like that. I'm going to give Can you a point. Can I get a point for being a bar? I'm giving you a half a point for that. Okay, all right. But you can't just be giving half a point for guessing <laughs> wrong. Paul, you can still steal it for the full points. Yeah, no, I, I can't think of anything other than what Adrian said. It's for two of us. Hmm. It's close, y'all. So, uh, a declaration that a thing is intended for only a pair. Luckily, that sofa ain't so good for three people, but for two it is. Third word, this is the hard category. Handicap. H-A-N-D-I-C-A-P. Yeah, it's like when your friend is holding a, like they're holding a cap that you want, and you're like, handicap. Like, handicap over to me, please. Or handicap. Adrian, you have a chance to steal. Ooh, okay. Handicap? Mm. Um, spell it. H-A-N-D-I-C-A-P. Country of origin? Um, God's country again. Use it in a sentence? All right, handicap. Oh, Crip Street, I'm handicap. Handicap. Paul's guess was, like, hand me a cap? Yeah, hand the cap. Handicap. It's, uh, whenever you, um... Uh, buy a two-piece clothing combo, and so you get a sweater and the cap. None of y'all have gotten it correct. I'm sorry. The correct is a covering in the head that adds convenience and use. Work is way better now, thanks to my handy cap. Well, that would have been my second guess. Damn, I was thinking of that. Jeff Foxworthy is the bar god. Here we go. <laughs> we are on the expert category. Private. Jeff Foxworthy is too cold. We're in the expert category. Um, Adrian, this is something that you don't have any of. Uh, foreskin. Mm, mm. Also, I don't have any of that. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Paul, you're, you're, still, you're not circumcised. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. I do have a foreskin. Wait, I thought you did too, Adrian. I do, yeah. I don't know why. <laughs> we all have foreskins. Oh, we do? Nice. Foreskin right. gang! <laughs> wait, you're, wait, what is it? You have foreskin, you have foreskin if you have been circumcised? No, if you haven't circumcised, they take off the foreskin. Oh, 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 okay, okay. A little learning moment for all of us. Um, okay, foreskin? Mm. Foreskin. It sounds like you're about to say a bar every time y'all say the word. <laughs> hey, yo, <laughs> open up the pit. Hey, yo, you said foreskin? foreskin? Uh, okay, foreskin, foreskin, foreskin. One of the main things they use baby foreskins for is high-end beauty products. 
which is kind of like the lotion that Jeff Foxworthy uses because it's foreskin. The final guess? No, 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 I'm just kidding. No. Okay. Uh, it's not like I got it right. So <laughs> no, to be fair to Paul, I won't give a second guess. Okay, okay. I think it's when you do something for your family and you're like, this is this is for my kin. This is for, for, for his kin. For my kin. For his kin. This not, that's not it either. That's uh, both great guesses. I thought it was um, something about putting forks in. Oh, no. Worst no, guesses? honey. Honey, no. <laughs> um, the possibilities available to an unseen but powerful strength or energy. If you come to my side, Luke Skywalker, then the force can be with you. What the fuck is this? Who Bro, this he's got like happy with this. Who bought this and was like, "Damn, jokes." I bought this. I bought this because I thought it'd be a little fun third segment. He's like, "Cassie, I think the Bro, only people who bought this were podcasters making fun of it. <laughs> that was the main <laughs> audience for this book." Paul, it's back to you. Experts category. Before we get into the Jeff Foxworthy category, which is the hardest one, mm. you pretty much have to be Jeff Foxworthy to get it. Okay, your word. Dynamite. D Y N is in Nancy. A M is in Mary. I T E. It's when a dinosaur might do something, and you're like, "Damn, <laughs> that dino might." <laughs> Dang, that's that's fire. That's fire. Um, I think somebody like dropped a card from Monopoly on the floor because uh, Adrian, you got a chance to steal. Oh, okay. Um, it's when someone for some reason, uh, you have like a group of friends, and one of them wants to get an omelet, and one of them wants to get spaghetti. And it's like, do you think this high-end restaurant will have it? And you're like, no, nah, but a dynamite. These are very good guesses. Um, and one was right. Are you going to rewrite the, the book? For Jeff? Yeah, <laughs> we're currently working on the revised better. version. Um, yeah, none of you are going to write again. But Fuck. it's a uh, concerning expiration in one subsequent action or reaction. I know blowing up the safe is dangerous. Am I dying? Might not. Yeah, it was a reach. It was a reach for sure, but... Yeah, you know I what? think ours were better. Reach is Christ. Reach is Christ. Uh, all right, here we go. They used to be my rap name. Um, <laughs> but Jeff Foxworthy category, this is just the first half. Second half is more fun. I think y'all would do better on it. Uh, Adrian, your final word is Euphrates. Is this still just one-to-one? We've only got one? Yeah, just one-to-one right now. Euphrates, Okay. It's whenever you're like working on your computer setup and you have cords and uh, you accuse your friend who was also working with you of fraying them and you said you frayed these. Mm, very good. But not that being a really bad guess. Would you say? Oh. <laughs> uh, so I think it's like when uh, when somebody's afraid of two things and you're like you're afraid of these and you're pointing at your balls because that's funny. <laughs> you're nuts. <laughs> like, afraid of these nuts. <laughs> That's also a much better guess than what Jeff Foxworth says. You got it close, except for like D's, it's like he's. So like, it's uh, to be in fear of bodily harm from a male. What's the matter, Timmy? You afraid he's going to hit you? Mine was also about being afraid of a bodily harm from a male's body. <laughs> now, Paul, your fire, final word is fireside. This is probably the hardest one just to figure out what the fuck he's dealing with it. But yeah, it's hard. It's like whenever, you know, like whenever somebody's telling you you got to enjoy the better things in life and they're like, you got to see the finer side of life. So you're going to add the letter N in there, okay? Adrian, (laughs) do you want to go ahead and try to use the uh, answer of the game how you're supposed to answer it? (laughs) That one was so hard. It was already two words. It wasn't like a long word. You're right. You're right. Changing the word was not a bad strategy, Paul. I've been getting a lot of commercials for the new Google Fi Go Player <laughs> <Pope> plan. <laughs> it's really fucking me up right now. 
Fireside? It really sounds like you're about to do a freestyle every time you say the words. Are you saying Fireside? By her side. Oh, mm. damn. Is that the answer? My oh my. God, I don't want to take too long to stall the game. Uh, it's when you get a Google Fi low pad uh, phone plan, and so you uh, you go fire her side. Hmm. Is your get sponsored by Google? <laughs> Hello, Google uh, Fi. Put in the code no, Big Bang Zero Pad and get twenty percent extra on your bill for <laughs> Google Fi. A phrase used to introduce the conditional action of a group in opposition to a competition with another. If your side wins, we wash your cars. Fire side wins. You wash ours. It was a reach. It was a reach. If fire side wins. Fire side wins. It's it's what wait, what fire in this? If fire 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 side. Oh out ire as an hour. If I if our side. So we do have the second half. And even though it is two extra like little words, it's it's quicker. It's gonna be way quicker. Okay. So pretty much, I'm gonna give you each a sentence, and you have to tell me if it's a sentence from this book or if it's a bar from a battle rapper. <laughs> I may okay. I may say some of these as a battle rapper or Jeff Foxworthy to throw you off, uh, okay. throw you off. But it's it's not necessarily the right answer. So I'm just gonna say it how I want to say it. Don't Which battle rapper are you gonna do? Um, the Perfect. Beam and Demon. Okay. No. <laughs> um, which is the same voice as Jeff. <laughs> uh, alright, here we go. No, so I'm gonna let, this is what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna let Paul guess first, and mm-hmm. then I'm gonna let Adrian guess second, but I'm not gonna tell Paul if he's right or not. So whoever, if y'all both say yes, uh, y'all okay. both get a point. And how many of these do we have? Um, seven. Ooh, okay. And the reason I'm not gonna let Adrian go first, cause he knows battle rap, and I don't know if, if any of these he's heard before. So just to not give any skewed opinion, I'm gonna have Paul answer first. So the first one. Paul's also a student of the game. Um, the word used in this sentence that they do wordplay on is boys and berry. Get the boys and bury this guy before the cops show up. Paul, do you think that was a battle rapper? I think it was Jeff Foxworthy. That's too dark for Jeff Foxworthy. That's a uh, that's a battle rapper. I think that's also a battle rapper. That is Jeff Foxworthy. Oh, <laughs> that's from it, the Jeff right. Foxworthy's Redneck Dictionary. All right. Next word is carrots. I'm like a rabbit on a veggie diet. I don't care at all. I think that's a battle rapper. That's got to be Jeff because that doesn't make any sense. If you are a, a a rabbit on a carrot or a veggie diet, you would care it. So that is what the battle rapper Choppa said against me in our battle. So Paul, God, you got damn. a point. I forgot Choppa sucks. And I forgot a lot of Choppa, Choppa, Blocka, Blocka, Waka, Waka. I was going to use a bar from like, uh, I think it was the Beeman battle. It was like, Phil's a pussy or something like that. Just to see what he was saying. <laughs> um, okay. The word, Paul, is horrendous. She's got a pretty enough face, but horrendous, huge, and horrible. That's definitely Jeff Foxworthy. That's <laughs> definitely Jeff. All right, two points. One for each of y'all. Good job. That is. Hefe. Paul, here we go. The word is pulverize. I'll kill him with the word pulverize. Yeah, you heard what the fuck I said. Pull. Rise. And then he's fucking dead. <laughs> That's definitely a battle rapper. I would love it if that was <laughs> Jeff Foxworthy. That'd make me so happy to be wrong. <laughs> um, do I get extra points for knowing that show off? No, get extra points. Okay. For being a show off. <laughs> <laughs> that was good though. I liked it. Um, all right, here we go. The word slash phrase is bad idea. Mm. Bambi with a pirate patch? 
Another bad idea. Bad idea. Bad idea. Uh, oh, do you know that's a battle rapper? I, I'm, I'm going to say Jeff Foxworthy because that was I my think first. I also Jeff Foxworthy. That was my first. Uh, that was my that first is the most reaction. viewed battle rapper in the world, Arsenal, who said oh, that against Daylight. Oh my god. Damn the it. bus driver himself. Two words left. Okay, the word is insidious. Mm. We thought he was loyal, but instead he is stabbing us in the back. That's Jeff Foxworthy. That's so in line with what we heard from the book. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's Jeff. Jeff Foxworthy. Okay, a point each. All right. Okay, Adrian has four. Paul has five. If Paul gets this wrong and Adrian gets it right, then it's a tie. I mean, the strategy is to say whatever the opposite Paul is if I want any chance of winning. All right, the word is origami. Mm. I could use this origami at 12 gauge in the cab. Oh my god, that one is hard. <laughs> that could go either way. Um, okay, I'm going Jeff Foxworthy. I'll go Battle Rapper then. That is Jeff Foxworthy. Paul uh, win. Paul is smarter than Jeff Foxworthy. Everybody was going to have a big hand. If you. Thank you. Thank you. If you. And by the transitive property, that means every fifth grader. Paul is smarter than every fifth grader. <laughs> That's a fact. Wait, I don't think Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader was about Jeff Foxworthy being smarter than every fifth grader. It was about it the was, people coming on the It show. was like that show, <laughs> One Verse 100, and he was at the top. It was, uh, was it The Chase. <laughs> Adrian, you're forgetting the end of every episode, which is no matter whether they won or not, Jeff at the end goes, I'm married and have a job and I'm a millionaire. <laughs> you and idiots. Bitch, I've had sex. I'm so much smarter than you. Jeff Sexworthy, as far as you're concerned. Hey, that's not, that's not false, then he would Hey, no <laughs> lies detected. <laughs> no lies. All right. Uh, big facts, oh. no cap. Paul Raps is good out here. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, my big fact this week is it doesn't care. It doesn't matter what your parents think, you know, relating back to that one article about the parents judging the the question asker's boyfriend. Working a blue collar job, it doesn't matter. Your parents are they're blood related. Uh, I was telling Adrian, gang early, related, mm, gang related for real, for real. You come from Lexington, for real, um, for real. I was telling Adrian this earlier today. You know, when people were saying like, "Hey, it doesn't matter who you vote for, uh, you're still my friend." I used to say that with my family, but be like, "You're still technically blood related to me." Unfortunately, uh, all right, Adrian, no cap. Uh, my no cap is uh, you always know you got a good friend if you're they're willing to throw a third segment together from scratch uh, for your podcast in two days. And I uh, appreciate you, Phil. And uh, also, it's okay if, you know, most of the good bits in your podcast are on the back end. People listen all the way through all the time. My big fact is that, yeah, analytics tells us there isn't a massive drop off around the 20 minute mark. Everybody listens <laughs> all, all the way, way through, through baby. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, if you listened all the way through to the end of this episode, can you uh, just leave a like and subscribe? Let us know. And ring the bell as well. Y'all all want to do like a freestyle song together? Wait, let's just like all like improvise a song and just see if we're saying the same words. I'll, I'll go ahead and go and y'all just follow if y'all, if y'all okay, think y'all okay, gonna know okay. what I'm gonna say. Honey, why you calling me so late? It's kind of hard to talk right now. How is this happening? This is so crazy. I love it, bro. <laughs> and honey, <laughs> we just know we know the sounds we're thinking of. My girl's in the next room. Sometimes I wish it was you. I guess we never I bet it's so hard to hear her voice because he's singing like a thousand decibels on the phone. 
With the lips of an angel. She has a voice of an angel. I mean, this guy has a voice of a gargoyle. You know what I mean? Is this thing on? <laughs> the whole time, she's trying to get a word in on that phone convo, and he's just, like, doing Creed over here. You know what I mean? This thing on? Oh, just microphone plugged in. Y'all, this is going to save me so much time to <laughs> have to download a song for the end credits. Just end on that. Can we get one more? Can we get one more harmony for, with you guys? Can we get one more harmony on one more bar of that song? Hi, Paul. You know the words. Honey, why you calling me so late? Hey, honey, why are you crying every day? Okay, you kind of need to tell me that you're good. I gotta whisper because I can't be too loud. There's a noise going into my apartment complex. Well, my girl's in the next room. Sometimes I wish she was you. I guess we never really moved on. Singing my name, it sounds so sweet. Paul's not singing with us, cause he's not a friend and he makes us weak. And I never want to say goodbye. But Paul, you make it hard to be faithful. Come on, Paul, you got the second verse. You got it. I, I don't know. Okay, I'll put the phone towards the camera. <laughs> Honey, why you calling me? <laughs> <laughs>